We'll check it out, y'all. We got what you need. We're all living in apartments, condos, vans. Well, dude, even you can have a studio. A studio in a box. Yes, we can help you with that right here at Blind Knowledge. We work on your budget, and we figure out your measurements. We'll get you the best sound for the best price. Let me know, 877-237-1143 or at blindknowledge.com. Yep. Welcome back to Maniacal Music Musings, and yes, we haven't done this in a freaking while. It's been a few weeks, folks, and we apologize for that. You all know me. I am your host, Jeremy, as always. Just got back from Panama with a girl gone bad. My type, you know. Back in the village, they sing the rhyme of the ancient mariner and the duelist fight over darling Nikki. Well, I got hot for teacher and said, oh, Nikki, you can teach me any day. And at two minutes to midnight, we'll leave this place again. So grab your magazine and stop playing with yourself. Crazy chick, let's go. Let's go crazy. My co-host, though, buddy, you know I would die for you. But baby, I'm a star, so I can't help you today. I know you love being a power slave bottom for top Jimmy, but at the flash of the blade, you better have your aces high. I know your computer blew about Jimmy dying as well. But at least you know what it sounds like when doves cry now. So go dance naked in the purple rain and know I'm here for you, boo-boo. Chancy motherfucking grave! Hi. Uh, I miss those, Chancy. I miss those too much. But, folks, we are joined by a guest today that I am honored to have as I have been on her show and it is a freaking blast. Today we have Annette from the Music Junkies podcast. How you doing, Annette? Fantastic. I love it. I like your intro. It's awesome. Uh, right? You, don't you, don't you, my power slave bottom? <laughs> Dude, as soon as I saw the word power slave on the fucking, on that album, I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing with this. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and yes, folks, there is a theme to today's albums. We kind of went with it. And I don't think I told the net that even, but let's see. We'll see if she picked up on it. But here's the theme today with today's albums. I tried to make things special on this show once in a while, and it just kind of worked on this one. And plus, well, we'll get to this in a minute. We'll get to this in a minute. But, Annette, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what Music Junkies podcast is? Sure. Our podcast really is just about people's playlists. You know, stories that, you know, we all grew up with all kinds of music and have went through lots of different experiences in life. And I feel like a song will resonate with a breakup or a traumatic event or a great event. And so that is really what our podcast is about. It's coming up with 10 to 15 songs, things that are going to have some kind of crazy and inspirational I don't know, it could be demented, who knows, could be a sad story, could be whatever it is, and then we'll just kind of dissect that, and I'm kind of outrageous and have some crazy questions that I like to ask 
in between to kind of keep people off their game and not be so, you know, what, what's the word I'm looking for though, but you know how people are just like, they get so fixated on themselves. So it's nice to throw them off their game a little bit. And then we have all walks of life on there from regular Joes to, you know, comedians, to musicians, to bands, to actors, actresses, you name it. It's, it's actually pretty cool. And obviously we had Jeremy on there and he killed it. So I love how you completely segregated him from all the other predetermined or pre-described guests. You're like, we have all of this and fucking Jeremy. (laughs) Hey, I don't fit in any damn box, Jancy. You know that. Well, hey, I mean, what can I say? It's like, you know, you and me and the devil makes three, right? Mm -hmm. That's a good Marilyn Manson song, too. But yeah, but as always on this show, musers, it's time to start with the guest album. And this album, let me tell you, we had our work it out for us this week. But I'll let Annette tell us what album she decided to bring and why she wanted to bring that one out of every album that existed. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Just saying <laughs> it's fucking. Yeah, I love Prince. I love Prince. I love Purple Lorraine. I love the movie. The movie. I love everything about this album. I think it's fun. Covers me. Can you, my darling? Can you picture this dream if you can? Courtyard, an ocean of violets in bloom. Animals strike curious poses. They feel the heat, the heat between me and you. think it's over the top i think he's you know been underrated for many years he's a very talented musician and uh, it's sad that he died very sad that he died and even sadder that i didn't get into him until he until he died until after until way after he died actually it was this show that made me get into him so thank you chancy for that for making that our second bracket ever yeah you know i mean i I, I try, I guess. I don't know. I, I was actually so surprised you hadn't like heard of Prince or listened to Prince that like I was kind of obligated at that point. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. It just I do. I don't I don't because I mean I was playing him in the car one day. And my mom even said, Oh, you're listening to Prince. I love Prince. I'm like, I never heard you listen to a Prince song ever. What are you talking about? <laughs> Like, it was just, what the fuck? Like, I have never heard you listen to a Prince song in my life. Like, and now all of a sudden, I listen to it. You like it? I'm like, if you did listen to it, I probably would have liked it growing up. I mean, as I said in the bracket, the only song I heard before the bracket was 1999. And maybe a couple of the others I heard and didn't recognize the name of the song or even or anything. But still, like, that's the only song I knew. And I thought it was freaking Madonna or a girl doing that song. I didn't realize it was Prince. So... (laughs) Or all, or all the other songs that he wrote, and then just gave to other people. Well, that too. I mean, we. Yeah. I think we came. I think we came across that in one of the brackets with uh, Sinead O'Connor. It's nothing compared to. Yep. Yep. Which yeah, that he was, wrote lots of music for lots of different artists for sure. More stay in the motherfucking time. But that's right. I love that guy. He's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, and I mean, it's Prince. When when Annette decided to bring Purple Rain 
Like, Jesus, I didn't know what to bring against this at first. Like, when we get, I get to my album, we'll get to that a little more. But it's just, what do you bring up against a masterpiece like Purple Rain, which I'm amazed we haven't had in the show to that point already. So when you said it, I was like, we have not done that album. In fact, the only Prince album that's been on this show is the Batman 89 soundtrack. So Chancey brought that on. Chancey brought that on the second episode, I think. But so, I mean, that actually technically was my introduction to Prince, but I wasn't that impressed with that album. It took the bracket to real of his top 32, 34, 30, actually 38 songs to get me uh, really into it. So, so, I mean, I like Prince. It's, he's a fucking amazing artist and, I wish I could have seen him live when he was alive, but you know, shit happens. A lot of the, there's a lot of artists like that. So, but Chancy, I'll now that you rave about Prince because I already know it's a rave. I I'm not gonna lie. I was telling you before Nat joined us, like I was actually going to do a total heel turn and just do the whole thing down the nines like I usually do because usually Jeremy picks something that I hate or like I just have to take out everything on Jeremy just because. But, like, I can't do it without cracking a smile. Like, I was going to be like, he's a bow-legged, cleft-footed, overrated, non-guitar-playing track listener. You know, like, I was going to go this whole thing. But, like, I can't even do it. It's, it's fucking Prince Rogers Nelson. I, I mean, I feel, like if I, I feel like I would be struck by a purple bolt of lightning. <laughs> you probably would be. It'd, it'd be all right. That'd be the way it go. I mean, it'd be recorded and everybody would be like, holy shit, it's a purple fucking lightning bolt. But no, I mean, it. there's absolutely nothing that I can say because I've literally already said it either on the 1989 Batman soundtrack uh, episode or the uh, bracket itself, which I think might be why I kind of refrained from bringing Prince in any other episode because it's like, well, we, co- we covered all these other songs on the bracket, but like when he was like, oh, you know, the guest is choosing Purple Rain, I was like, well, you know, that's solid, you know? And then I found out what was going on further down the line from there. And then I was like, oh, okay. So now I actually have to think. <laughs> but I'm, I'm stoked about this episode. I'm not going to lie. This, I think this might be a first. Motherfucker. <laughs> and yes, I made you think, Chancey. God forbid. But I know, right? So, Annette. And I know there's going to be a lot of repeats in this part, but what are your top five off this album? Oh, top five. Baby, I'm a star is my number one pick for sure. And I think that's an underrated song. I don't think it gets played enough. I don't think a lot of people know that song. Um, I have some really close friends that they know if we want to like have some, we went to an eighties party just a little while ago and, and uh, he played that song because he knew that I absolutely love that Prince song. That's probably like one of my favorite Prince songs. So that would be number one. Um, I Would Die For You is a great tune for sure. Let's Go Crazy, obviously great tune for sure. Um, I like Darlin' Nikki, honestly, just because it's so crazy, right? Like people would not, like I would love to just be in the audience watching him play this song like back in the day like back in the 80s when he played the song even on you know purple rain the movie right so to watch him play that would be good and let me see i'm not a real big fan of when doves cry like i don't mind it but it's not something i'm like oh my god i can't wait to hear that song 
I usually skip past that song, but obviously everybody loves Purple Rain, right? I think I need to be in the mood to listen to Purple Rain, though. It's not, again, a go-to slow song that I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait. But when it does come on, if I'm kind of flipping through music, I do have to be in a right frame of mind to listen to that song. Well, I mean, it is an apocalyptic song in a way, so you got to want to tear the world down when that song comes on. <laughs> That's right. I mean, honestly, that should have been the fucking Batman 89 movie. That would have been perfect for the Joker. But, I mean, in my opinion, at least. But I mean, I'm not, I don't dis- I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> you skip over when doves cry, though. Like, if I wasn't having a coffin fit at that moment, I would have been like, what the fuck? Who skips over when doves cr- cry? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I, I tend to always go for music that I can't handle. Like, this is why I don't listen to the radio. Cause it's just like the same, the same ACDC songs, the same, like it's the same. What about all their other songs that are really, really good? Right? I don't think I've ever heard Darling Nikki on the radio. I, I think yep. it's very rare that I've ever heard baby. I'm a star on the radio, like super rare. Even I would die for you. It's like rare. It's when doves cry, purple rain, Little Red Corvette, like the basic songs. It's like the top eight or nine songs. And he's had what? I don't know how many albums. 15, 18 albums. I don't know. It's 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 an insane amount of albums he's had, actually. But And it's funny because I think there was only one, two, three songs on this that were in the bracket, like that were actually in the rankings. And a fourth one that was a uh, participant added song. So... And that actually was Darling Nikki, but because as soon as I heard that song, that's what made me fall in love with Prince. But of oh, fucking course it was. And there's reasons they don't play that one on the radio. There's reasons. <laughs> I got I got to disagree. I've heard I've actually heard it on the radio, but more so the Foo Fighters cover. Oh. So like I've I've heard Darling Nikki on the radio. Almost as much as some of the other, like, you know, 9099, Little Red Corvette. I don't really, we don't really play Purple Rain and When Doves Cry out here too much on the, on the standard stuff. It's got to be like, it's in the rotation, but it's not like a, you're more apt to probably hear Little Red Corvette or 1999 out no, in this, Red, out in this. Little Red Corvette's a banger, but. It's a banger. It's a banger, but I mean, but all right, well. I guess it's time for my top five. Plus, I did bring two honorable mentions, because why the fuck not? But it's Prince. I could have brought the whole damn album if I really wanted to. But my first honorable mention is Purple Rain, because it is not by far nowhere near my top 20 Prince songs, even. It's okay. I get sick of it really fast. It's overplayed at this point for me. It probably goes to the Prince bracket, but I've also heard it in a lot of other capacities as well. Though I do love how they did that in Blackish. I do love how they did Purple Rain Blackish, I will say. But my other honorable mention is Computer Blue, because I have never heard of that song in my life until I put that on. And I was like, damn, this is not bad. I can dig this. I can dig this. It's kind of weird for Prince, but I can dig it. And and saying it's weird for Prince is fucking saying something. (laughs) I was just getting ready to say the exact same thing. I'm like, do you know who the fuck you're talking about, dude? He's a, as I said on Bracket Bastards, when he didn't win the. 
when he didn't win something. Oh, yeah, when Purple Rain got voted out of the fucking 80s movie soundtrack bracket in like the first or second round, I was pissed as shit. But I think I threw a soda can across the garage. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, it's it lost to something too that pissed me off. I can't remember what the hell it is. So, but so I mean, uh, I mean, Purple Rain is just damn. But yeah, my number five was Baby I'm a Star because that's actually a song I never heard before, but it actually is a really good song. Like when it first starts, I was kind of like, eh, this is all right. And then, like, as soon as it gets like the course, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm down, I'm down. God damn you, good looking man, Prince. But number four, of course, is Let's Go Crazy. Number three is Darling Nikki because I'm surprised there's that low, honestly. But number two was I Would Die for You. I just I love the way that one opens. Like that whole song is such a danceable song. Yeah. I mean, that'd be one hell of a wedding if that's the wedding song, but you know. Uh and number one, of course, is when doves cry because it's the most unskippable fucking song ever. How does anyone not like when doves cry? Oh my god, it's heartbreaking and tear jerking and so many other things I can't even think of the adjectives for. <laughs> hey, it's not that I don't like it. It's just it's not a song that I would listen to all the time. It is my skippable Prince song that I'm like, yeah, not in the mood for this. I think I restarted it like five times while I was listening to this album. <laughs> and I listened to this out. Al- I listened to this album like three times because it's Purple Rain, and I just kept putting it back on. But, but uh, yeah, when Dove's Crying Number One, that's why when you said that, I was like, mother, what the, bruh. but. Uh, Chancey, before I blow a gasket, uh, what are you? And usually you and me do that. What, what are your top five? I know, right? That's I'm, I'm like, this is so weird because I'm usually the one that's freaking out. Like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, honestly, I uh, I'm bringing the whole album in. I I knew you would. I knew you would. You're pulling a Jeremy. I I have to. It there's no possible way to not do it. Um, and in all reality, it's even almost to the point to where there's no, I mean, I, I got them in a list for the, you know, for the nine tracks that are there, but in really, in, in reality, it's, it's really kind of a, they're basically all equally loved except for when doves cry. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, <laughs> see now see, for me, like I piss my dogs off. You piss my dogs off. No, no, no. You just yelling, and they're like, "What's going on?" Uh, so I got the beautiful ones uh, at number nine. Uh, Baby, I'm a star is at number eight. Uh, I would die for you is at seven. Let's go crazy's uh, number six. Uh, Computer Blue is number five. Uh, Darling Nikki is four. Uh, Take Me With You is three. Uh, Doves Cry, number two. Purple Rain, number one. Really interchangeable. I kind of just went with the more like... I was happy to have heard these songs again. But it kind of went more from like... uh, I wrote down the ones that I already knew and then kind of went... Well, I'll go with the ones that I haven't heard in a while like so long probably like 10 years yeah um i forgot how much i actually liked computer blue because i had it lower on the list i was like no that's a solid five like that goes in the top five for sure 
Darling Nikki, I mean, I would have loved, like you were saying, like I would have loved to have been in the audience and heard him just pull that out, like before it ever even kind of, like while he was still working on it kind of shit. Like, well, we're trying something new tonight. And then he fucking sings this song and you're like, did he just fucking, yeah, he fuck, he said that shit. He, he fucking said that shit. But yeah, I mean, that's it's it's fucking it's solid. It's a start to stop solid, just nothing but fucking a kick ass. It's hard to find an album like that nowadays. I find I could name For the, a few, but I mean, so, it's, it's well, rare. you you could name a few. It just doesn't mean that they're good. Nancy, <laughs> I will, I'm not fucking Iowa. No, shove something up your ass so fucking far. Yeah. I mean, come on into the middle of the fucking country, big dog. Oh, I look like a country boy for a reason. Let's go. But lots of love uh, on this show. Lots of love. Oh, the best kind. You, I mean, honestly, I kind of wish that things were different so you could just see how it kind of progresses at times. Like, there's, there was one episode where both me and the guest were like, Jeremy, your album fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> fucking haters, dude. Fucking haters. But in reality, though, like, I am actively still working on creating a support group because he has no fucking taste. He has the worst taste. See, anything that's natural no i have a valid argument here no, anything that's natural no, anything don't. that is naturally loved by anyone is inherently hated by jeremy not true at all not true at all in movies or music and annette actually had a fucking playlist made by me for her show so she knows what i listened to already well, and yes mm. and yes mr ass's theme song was on that playlist don't ask me why but we could pull it up and just see. Let's just have a little gander, right? Ass man, right? Yeah, that's probably that's Mr. Ass's theme song. Yeah, okay. I'm not crazy. Frank Sinatra, My Way, Guilty Conscience, Eminem. Guess who's back? Bone Thugs. What do you think? Slow Cheetah, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean. These are all things you listen to, Chancey. <laughs> these, these are actually like so. Like this is a kind of a. I'm gonna. I'm almost kind of calling bullshit on this one because of the amount of fucking times that he's brought. Like I don't know all that other hot fucking garbage to the show. He's like, no, I gotta church it up because I'm going on this other fucking show. Oh, and if I fucking Chan if Chancey sees this, I'm never gonna hear the end of it. No, no, I did not. I picked songs that actually had stories behind them, which is wild. Yes, I do. I mean, there's not, there's not, and trust me, I'm pretty sure there's a St. Clown Posse on there. I'm pretty sure there's Nightwish on there, Avantasia. I threw all the regular shit I bring on here, too. Don't you fucking worry. I never hide myself, buddy. You know that. Mm-hmm. I'm I, just saying. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, am, I, I am the realest motherfucker on this show, dude. Come on. You know that. I don't hide. Uh, nobody. Oh, that's a fact. Day. Yeah, you're not shy, bud. We know. <laughs> I mean, fuck. And Annette literally said to me, "Like, don't, don't, don't worry if things get sexual on the show." I'm like, "You think I'd be worried?" Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I would have been more worried to the other end of the spectrum, doors like, you know, like, Jeremy, what did you, what, like, hold on, like, you know, you're you're going in front of, like, you're this, you're going in front of company, buddy. Like, you got to be good. You're embarrassing me in front of company. 
He was good. <laughs> That's what I like. I like those those kind of shows the best, right? Because it's real and raw and that's where our show that's why our network is called our network network our podcast collective is called what's called because we are raw and real that's for damn fucking sure right raw dogging this shit for a year and a half now but hey it's time i guess since i gave my review of purple rain first i couldn't hold back because it's fucking prince because who could uh so the album I decided to bring because, well, one, what am I going to fucking bring against Prince? I literally had no option for that. I'm like, another Prince album? Equal it out? I, I, I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. I was like, but if I do that, I know chances to do the same thing. It's going to be a three-way Prince fucking episode, which would have been amazing, but we need a little variety. We need a little variety. So I'm like, all right, you know what? What year did this come out? 84? All right, let's just do a little Google search. 1984 albums. Bam. And I'm looking through the list, and I'm like, boy, George, no. Wham, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, a lot of this is too <laughs> a lot of this is too poppy to go against Prince in any slight way. And I'm like, eh, I saw this other band that named the album the same as the year came out, and I was like, no. But then I came across, I'm like, Iron Maiden Power Slave. Yes, let's bring Iron Maiden's Power Slave, because I have never got to bring Iron Maiden to the show yet. One episode we were going to do with it got canceled, but I'm like, and you know what? I'm like, there's a few of my favorite Iron Maiden songs on this fucking album. I'm like, all right, Chance, I'm bringing Power Slave, and uh, we're doing a 1984 themed episode. Pick your damn CD from that. <laughs> so, and lo and behold, he did, and you'll shall find out later what that is. But so, yes, folks, the theme is 84, 84 albums because I believe we did a what was it? 93. 89, 93. I'm completely off. But yeah, we did a 1993 one too, which was pretty good. So, 84, I figured, Alex, 84, let's bring Iron Maiden, because Bruce Dickinson is one of the most amazing singers ever, and why not bring one from the height, from the middle height of their fucking career? Let's bring Power Slave. It's got a couple bangers on it, at least, that I knew, and a bunch I didn't know, so, fuck it. We went with Power Slave, and, I mean, it's Iron Maiden. I don't need to say much. They are gods of rock. They're worshipped in South America like gods, basically, so... It's fucking Iron Maiden. But Annette, as our guest, what did you think of Power Slave? The album Power Slave? (laughs) You need to be more specific. You need to be specific, big guy. (laughs) Like, do you want me to tell you what I think of that album or Iron Maiden? Or what do you want from me? Uh, I mean, all the above, if you like. However you want to phrase it. Yeah, Iron Maiden was my very first concert that I ever went to. Nice in vancouver um and we didn't get to see all of the concert because eddie fell on the drum kit and kind of <laughs> mothered a whole bunch of people which was kind of crazy um i think i was 13 when i went and that was my very first concert with my real dad who i never met and that was the first thing that we did which was kind of crazy <laughs> right 
<laughs> so I love I like Iron Maiden. I didn't listen to them all the time, but I did enjoy listening to Iron Maiden. Um, I don't know a lot of their albums. I got a friend that absolutely is obsessed with Iron Maiden. We actually had him on the show. His name is Freeman. And uh, I actually had to go and record in his garage because he has every single poster you could imagine Iron Maiden. I have never seen him without an Iron Maiden t-shirt on in 10 years that I've known him. So he is obsessed with Iron Maiden. So his obsession is obviously more than mine. But yeah, other than that, I like Iron Maiden. Do I like all their songs? I may, I haven't heard all of them, so really comment on that. But the ones that I do know, I like for sure. Oh, yeah. First concert, I mean, that's fucking epic. Ugh. Mine was fucking Smash Mouth. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Isn't that guy dead now? Didn't yeah. He, yeah. Died? He, he died a couple months ago, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. were in Vegas, and we were going to go see them because they were just playing on Fremont Street because we went to punk rock bowling and we were pretty lit up. So I was like, I don't think I want to go from punk rock bowling to smash mouth. And like two <laughs> months later he died. And I was like, Holy shit. Yeah. You, you ain't all starting more, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> Janty, what did you think of the power slave album? Oh, I, I fucking hated it. Yeah. Okay. No, I, no, I didn't. I, 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 Equal. I also love fucking Iron Man, dude. Like, there's so many. Like, when I first learned how to play, like the beginning to the Trooper or the Number of the Beast, I was like, "Oh my god, I can play Iron Maiden!" But then, you know, you like you try to keep playing and you forget that there's like three guys playing guitar, and you're like, "Oh, you know, that makes a lot of sense as to why I'm, I'm not I'm not keeping up with this." <laughs> I I mean Power Slave probably would have been they'd probably be in a top five for me as far as like Iron Maiden albums go. I mean I know of I know of at least four at least four of these songs were off the top of my head that I could tell you about. Um it's I mean it's equally equally a banger, like for fuck's sake. This episode, this, I mean, this episode, I'm, I, I almost was, I'm not ready for this. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> well, go put on your big boy dance, Nancy, because we're halfway through. But, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I could have pulled a Jeremy on this album as well and just went with the full fucking thing, but I didn't, I went close enough, but I didn't want to go all the way, you know. But first, two honorable mentions, of course, because I had to do that kind of for Prince. So, First album I mentioned is Flash of the Blade, which never heard that song before, but pretty fucking amazing guitar tempo in that shit. And the other one, for the same reason, basically, is the Duelist, because the whole fucking dual combo in the middle with the drum and the guitar is fucking incredible. And then number five was Back in the Village, because the lyrics in that one were fucking... Like, I love when Iron Maiden tells good stories, like... Um, a matter of life and death, like that whole album is just amazing stories after stories about war. Like it's fucking incredible. But I would have brought that one, but it was an 80, so I couldn't do it. But back in the village is just another amazing story Iron Man tells once again. Same with Rhyme and the Ancient Mar Mariner, which is my number four, because 
I love anything power based. I've brought pirate metal on this fucking show before. Hailstorm. Mm. But Hailstorm <laughs> is the shit, especially if you're drinking. But Rhyme, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner is a damn good sea tale. And then the top three are the ones I knew before and I knew I was going to bring and I had to. Number three is, of course, Power Slave because that guitar opening is fucking incredible. And just uh, everything about that song is just magical. And plus, Ancient Egypt shit's cool as fuck from a paranormal standpoint. And number two, of course, is Aces High because that was on the first Grace Hits album Iron Maiden I ever got, and I fucking love that song. And number one is, of course, the first Iron Maiden song, I'm sorry, second Iron Maiden song I ever heard, Two Minutes to Midnight. And I mean, just when I first heard Bruce's voice on that, and I think I believe the first song on the CD was Run to the Hills. So those two songs were like, I'm like, what is this magic that was presented to me by my friend today? And it was, that's how I discovered Iron Maiden. And that's fucking, mm, ever since then, it's just been a love of them. I'm not a super fan. I don't have, I had one shirt. I think I still have it. I'm not sure. And I had, I have one poster from Number of the Beast, but that's it. I'm not a super fan. I do not have that much of their stuff, but, but I do love them when they come on and I've done Iron Maiden freaking playlist before and there will be an Iron Maiden bracket on this show at some point in the future. But I would have actually mentioned it before, but I always, I, I wasn't ever really sure about how, how well received it would be or received, I should say. Dude. It's Iron Maiden. I'm pretty sure there's Iron Maiden pockets out there, for God's sake. We can get people for a bracket. You're probably, I mean, you're probably right. Like that, I'm not, I'm not denying that. I just was like, I don't know, man. Dude, you there's know, a Bruce, there's a Bruce Springsteen podcast, which I've been on and is a very delightful show, but there's a Bruce Springsteen podcast. There's fucking Iron Maiden podcast. Come on. Yeah. Touche. Touche. It's a good, it's a good podcast. But, uh, Annette, what were your top five for Iron Maiden? Well, to be honest, um, Jeremy, I didn't know that I had to do a top five Iron Maiden song. So um, I didn't really kind of dive into my Iron Maiden old school roots and kind of go through that. But definitely you said a few, like I love Run Through the Hills. I just love the drums. I'm a drummer. So for me, I love that song. Right. Sorry, wasn't prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know I had homework. Thought, I, yeah, I thought I told you, but it's it's all good. At least you admit it. We've had people that don't admit it and then try to pull off a fake one, and it's just like I don't want to pull off a fake one. That's just not <laughs> <true>. <laughs> you guys would be like, eh. nah. You just kind of ass, and I don't need that, right? You, you just gotta cut. You just kind of grin and bear. It's like you know, okay, like all right, yep, yeah, yeah. That's that. That's your top five. Okay, right. Yeah, you listened. You you you, yeah. You listened to every album. Proud of you. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, Chancey, here you speak power slave bottom. I know, but uh, no. If Chancey has to pick an album and he has the top five too, I didn't get that album either. So maybe text it to me right now and I can do something. Oh, I mean, I emailed you the albums. I know I did. I. Actually, oh, I have it open. I'll take a look. Save. Oh, 46 messages. So we might actually get to see me have an actual meltdown? Oh, this will be great. Please. Please. Actually, oh, okay, yeah. please. Yep. November, November 13th. I know I sent the album. Son I know I sent the bitch. email. <laughs> so what does the message say? We're going over these albums? 
Because all I remember is saying, what, what album do you want to go over in the show? Uh, well, I, okay, I don't know. I, I just, I resent to you, but uh, I know it. I said to you on November 13th, just looked at it. No meltdown for you, Chance, but you can't tell. If you're I don't know. <laughs> We we may have to we may have to go to a judge's ruling on this. I don't know. I don't know. Um, honestly, I think I can salvage this because I'm bringing them all in. I'm doing it again. Uh, every song, every song on the fucking album gets put on the list. Every Nancy, fucking song. I can only take so much pulling, man. Come on, you're pulling a Jeremy too much. Uh, you know what, dude? I can't help it don't like you know this is what happens when like good albums are chosen i'm happy and i'm like i can't possibly choose between these things so i won't you're just refusing yeah yeah like what is that like civil civil disobedience but like you know on a podcast with with no real rules um we may need some in the future but (laughs) well you know then they just get broken. Then we're yeah. stuck. Um, so for me, Jeremy, uh, you might want to hold on to your your uh, your stocking hat for this one, feller. Uh, number eight is fucking Aces High, because in all honesty, like I heard that song so fucking much that when I was like, okay, like I heard, like, oh, I said, okay, it's on the track list for this album, last fucking place. Like I love the song; it's a good song. I'm not detracting from that in any capacity but listening you know there's like other shit that's better in my opinion and then also listening to the other ones that i hadn't because like i haven't there's sometimes like i haven't actually listened to the whole album of something like power slave being one of them i didn't really i i guess in in hindsight i didn't really have to i'm, I'm glad i did because i learned about the ones i hadn't heard before but like it's an eight, eight it's got eight songs on it and i already knew about fucking four of them so i mean fuck i already got 50 percent of the album down by heart but uh, number seven was the duelists because, you know, fuck you, Jeremy. <laughs> it was really uh, asshole. I know, I know. I'm just playing. Uh, number six is back in the village. Uh, number five is Power Slave. Um, four is actually Flash the Blade. Uh, three is uh, Lost for Words. Honestly. Three and four could have been interchangeable because of those fucking sick fucking just it's it's either it's either Roger fucking Harris is fucking triple blapping on that bass. Fucking like you're like, is it who the fuck is this guy? And then I came across Primus and I was like, what in the fuck is happening here? Uh, number two for me was two minutes to midnight because. And in all, and all, and like in honest, in all honesty, like one and two and three and four are equally interchangeable, because two minutes to midnight and my number one, the rhyme of the ancient mariner, are easily. Either one could have went either either place. Rhyme of the ancient mariner, mariner is fucking solid, and two minutes to midnight is also one of my first exposures to him like outside of the number of the beast, of course, because I mean, my aunt had that album on. Uh, no, I think she no, she had like uh, I think it was somewhere in time, but she also had the number of the beast as well. I always thought that, that cover art for uh, somewhere in time was so fucking awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, like I, I I told Jeremy earlier on, I was like, I'm still fucking excited about this show. Like, this is gonna be great. 
Yeah, Chancy already creamed over this episode a few times, but <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I mean, Robin and Jim Aaron is fucking amazing. It really is. But fuck you, Lisa's high beam on your bottom of your list. Fuck you. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm, no, I'm not. Yes. I'm not sorry. You suck donkey balls. But, Jancy, what album did you decide to bless us with from 1984? I mean, honestly, I, I got presented these two albums, and I was like, you know what? What could I pick that's actually better than these two other heaping pieces of shit we picked out today? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought I was thinking about a different episode we were on. Um <laughs> Oh, no, um, when I was like, he goes, okay, I need a, I need you to pick an album from '84. It literally took me five seconds to think about it. I, I, I was just like, fucking Van Halen, 1984, fucking blue cheese on your wings to go fuck your mother, like fucking, you give me, a, you go, like this is the year we're going with, and it's literally the, it's the title of the album. Fucking here you go. Let's go. And then also it had like that album happened to have probably one of my top. It was actually the first uh, the first actual Van Halen song that I kind of learned one of Eddie's licks on. And I was like, oh, oh, fuck, I'm playing Van Halen fucking. But I taught myself how to play it incorrectly. So like I'm I'm hitting all the same notes, but I'm doing it in the most inconvenient and difficult way possible. And my friend, who's infinitely better at guitar than I am, was like, "Dude, like I don't know how you're pulling this off, but this is how he does it." And then he takes my guitar and he plays it. I put the fucking thing down. I didn't touch it for a month. I was just so, I was just so fucking like I was like, "You mean it's not this?" Because like instead, because he just he plays the A and then just like finger taps the fucking the third fret on one string just like do 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 and then you're like i'm literally playing the fucking power chord into it so it's like i'm adding adding extra fingers that are unnecessary and extra strings that are unnecessary and he plays this shit for me and i'm like motherfucker you know it's eddie van halen so you expect the most difficult thing to be the most logical thing because it's eddie van fucking halen but no, no, we're going to go the easy route because easy's fucking catchy. But yeah, so that's my fucking album. <laughs> I love, I love, I mean, I love Van Halen, dude. I've, I even, even Van Hagar, like there's like, I, it, it took a long time for me to come around to Van Hagar, but I had to realize that a lot of it really wasn't necessarily like, I realized, oh, okay. Like David Lee Roth is a great showman. Sammy Hagar has good, you know, good range. He's a good singer. But nine times out of ten, I wasn't listening to it because of who was singing words. I wasn't even really listening to words. I was listening to that fucking guitar, man. Well, I know you may not have the chance to listen to it exactly, but I wouldn't doubt you heard it before. Or what do you think of Van Halen in general, even? Well, I'm going to disagree with with Chansey there because for a lady's point of view, I do not like Sammy Hagar at all. Like I'll shoot myself as soon as I heard him get a hold of Van Halen completely did not like stop like liking 
Van Halen all together with that. And obviously David Lee Roth, showman, made the show. Him and Eddie could have probably just went and did their own thing for sure. Um, but I'm a huge David Lee Roth fan for sure. Everything about him. And I loved Eddie. I would have loved to have him on the show. I love his guitar playing. If I was to pick some songs from that album, like if I had to do like a top four, I don't know. I think four would be Jump just because everybody knows it, right? So right. Not on my radar or something that I would run home and put on the radio right away, but I would listen to it if it's on. I wouldn't change it. Um, then I would probably go, I don't know, 1984, good tune. Panama, love, and then, again, I don't think that you can ever do wrong with an intro like Hot for Teacher, like bar none. You love guitar, I love drums, and the combination of both of them together is just like your heart is like pounding out of your chest and all you want to do is just like you don't want it to even start singing. You just want to see how long this intro can go. It's like bohemian rhapsody right where you're just like keep going keep going but uh yeah incredible great album like and obviously i know a lot of songs off that album but great album for sure love david lee roth not a fan fan of sammy at all been to his bar in cabo though and i drink cabo wabo so he he makes good tequila so good on him for that he used that (laughs) which is cool right right that's funny like you still get my money, just not by that, all right? Fucking, all right. I'll still, I'll still give you some money, but just like not through fucking Van Halen, all right? Right. It's like Vince Neil going out on his own, dude. It's not gonna work. You ate yourself. You gotta like clean your shit up. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, right? It's the same shit. And I don't know. I, uh, lead singer is a hard thing to do. I think that's as- a hard thing to do in a band, especially if they've been around for a long time. I don't know. Yeah. People love that's what you know there's like usually a couple people in the band that people like it's like either the guitar player and the singer or whatever it is but it yeah change a singer hmm. yeah i mean it's why a lot of bands it, don't come back i mean if it makes you feel any better it took me like 15 20 years to be okay with sammy hagar <laughs> that makes me feel better <laughs> I just found I mean, him like gay when he sang. I was just like, I can't get into it. It was so different than the way, you know, David Lee Roth sang to him. I just found him more like trying too hard. Maybe he, you know, he had a big shoes to fill. Like that's a lot. Like this band has already been around for, you know, 15 plus years or whatever it was. Yeah. And, and like, Kudos to him for doing that, but I don't know. They should have just yeah. stayed like a a band with no singer. <laughs> I, I I do have to ask though, since you said you're a fan of drums, um, what are you? I, I don't know. If, a, it's a two parter. A, have you listened to Bleed by Meshuga? Yes. And I B, have. oh, then B, what's your fucking thoughts on that, huh? I like the thing is with like obviously double kick like I'm really prone to like listening like really prone to listening and how people are doing it and I can kind of visualize how they're kind of seeing it I've always been like that 
with music. Like I can pick up a note, know the song. I've been really good like that with nose with music. Not so good at like what you guys are kind of doing, dissecting albums. Like I just kind of know music, hear it, know who it is, don't know what year or anything like that. But when I hear drums and stuff like that, it's, I don't know. It's, I always wanted to play drums my whole entire life. Right. And, uh, I moved to Calgary and became a single mom and made some really good money, put my kids in the car and went to Long and McQuaid and fit a drum kit in there. Right. My kids were like two and seven months old, two car seats. And I'm ramming this pearl set black sweet ass pearl set into my car because it's all I wanted to do. It's all I wanted to do was play. Right. So I admire people that can step outside the box when playing. I love hearing things that nobody's ever really tried or did. That's why I like Eddie Van Halen, right? It's yeah. like, just like you were saying with you thinking that he was playing that. Um, and it's not that, or, or I don't know if you've read Keith Richards' memoirs, but he talks a lot about that. All these people that he kind of admired playing guitar and they would never tell him exactly what to do, which they could just say, hey, go do A, D, and E, and it'll be good. And he was playing totally the wrong way as well. And then finally, years later, he would meet these guys and they'd say, oh, it's just fucking BC. And he'd be like, what the fuck? For 15 years, I've been trying to fucking <laughs> figure this out. So I love artists like that, where it's not yeah. easy to copy, like the Beatles and all of that stuff. It's not easy to copy. Um, but it thinks that it's easy to copy. You're just doing whatever you're doing. I love bands like that. So I glad that you brought it up. Not a lot of people listen to that band. Um, so it's kind of cool that you brought that up. And another really good one, if you kind of like that, would be um, it's a Christian rock band. Who is it now? Uh, it will come to me again. But they have some crazy drums in it, too. Let me ask my husband because he'll know exactly. Because they will drive me crazy. Chancey, you know Christian Rock well. Dragon Force. Dragon Force. Ah, it came to me as soon as I left the room. Dragon Force. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dragon Force is solid. I mean, just like the drums, right? The drums are pretty crazy, and I mean, the I mean, the guitar players as well. I mean, yeah. Again, it's, not I mean, a lot of people know or have heard of or. You know, and then they go and listen to it, and they're like, "What the hell?" With the uh, through the fire, like you, come on, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I like that song because it's really difficult for them to play live without breaking strings and shit. Like that's always like, that's I always thought that was pretty cool too. Like it, at some point, until I respected the craft, like I was like, I, it was always a point of contention to me. It's like, what's what's the point in having a song if you can only play it in the fucking studio? Like, give the, that's fucking bullshit. But like uh like through the fire and flames and even like bleed like with bleed i love that dra that drum track or the drum the way he plays it because he inverts it everything that he would normally do up here he's doing fucking down here yeah and it's you're just like hold on there's been numerous amount of times where i would watch like drum teachers or like professional drum like you know like orchestra like orchestral drummers and all like like orchestra composed like conductors and shit. They'll listen to this thing and they're like they're like, hold on, 
we need to drum track on this because like there's so many like you know like there's fucking these fill notes that you don't even hear but you see him do this action and there's no like you just you don't hear it because it's live yeah but like yeah i mean it, it with the uh, with uh you know dragon force it was tough i mean guitar real guitar hero really helped me get over the hump on <laughs> on on that <laughs> old videos i was just like literally going through old videos and there's there was a video of guitar like us playing guitar hero at a party and it was dragon force i think that's probably where we even started hearing them was from (laughs) guitar Hero. i was gonna say first time i heard them too that was the hardest fucking song (laughs) in the original guitar hero that's funny and she's like 20 six now and i was like oh my god i can't believe because i was going through all my pictures this last week and literally before the show i'm like oh i have all these fucking videos to go through and i was like that was the first one i was like this is so crazy i don't want to delete these these are so fun uh, yeah it's fun but uh what the fuck oh yeah i didn't get my review of van halen yet oh here we go Chance and, you're ready oh, this, this is fun he's ready. yeah I'm- he's He's ready because this is not the first time he brought Van Halen on this show. But no, it is not. No, it is not. And I mean, this is the album I was hoping you brought the first time, but I was sorely mistaken. But no, I brought the better one. But no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I kind of, I kind of did though. Even this album has like. Really, like two songs I really like, and the rest of them are just like, eh, it just sounds like 70s rock, 80s rock. Like, it's all it sounds like. It's the same as when you bring it to the same. Oh my God. Why are we shocked that something released in 1984 sounds like 80s rock? Oh my God. It doesn't stand out. That's the point, though. Like, it's the same as when you bring Tool, and I'm like, it sounds like every other 90s grunge band. This is why I have this support group. Because he literally, he has no ability to discern, like, oh, Tool, all this other extra stuff. Like, even if you don't like it, you can still be like, oh, they're their own separate entity. But no, they're like 90s stuff. Like, he always thinks everything sounds like Bush or fucking Tool, which sound nothing alike. But they're all the same. Like, for fuck's sake, Jeremy. <laughs> this is why. This is why I have these meltdowns. And this is why I need a support group. This, this right here. Yo, Continue, sir. You fucking love it. <laughs> you fucking, fucking love it and get used to it. But fucking, dude. Uh, I mean, at least you brought the so, the best Van Halen song ever on this fucking album. So I can't hate you for that too much. But uh, and no, it's probably not the one you think it is. I'm on. I'm pretty. I'm sure of that. But why don't you tell me your top five first, and then I'll tell you. See about that, <laughs> dude. You gotta get some of the fucking KY if you're gonna pull me that much. Jesus. So yeah, all of them. Every last fucking one. Jesus Christ. I actually made my mind up before I had even started listening to mine. Like I was listening to, you know, to Purple Rain and then Power Slave, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give mine a listen just to make sure if I'm wanna do this, but I'm gonna just fucking I'm gonna pull the fucking trigger and we're gonna go with all of them. Uh so for my my list because it's all interchangeably unilateral except for number one and number two um number eight is all weight and i know that there's nine tracks but there's a reason that i only have eight listed 
Um, number seven is Top Jimmy. And uh, number six is both 84 and Jump. Because it's one that plays into the other. And if you were to play it on a record, they would seamlessly flow. Um, number five is Panama. Uh, let's see. Number three or number four is Gone Girl Bad or Girl Gone Bad. Sorry. Uh, number three is House of Pain. Number two is Drop Dead Legs. And obviously, number one is Hot for Treat, Hot for Teacher. But seriously, though, Drop Dead Legs. How do you not fucking like just, just, just David Star? Like, you know, not even the, like, did, like, let's separate the kick ass of the guitar because that, that fucking, that is just, it's so chunky. It's so chunky. That guitar, that riff at the beginning. And then all of a sudden you got David coming, drop dead legs. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. And then you like you were talking about with Hot for Teacher, that that fucking, you know, actually you you know how you're talking about that combination to drum and guitar. Another immediate thought for me goes to Pantera with their Cowboys from Hell album. Yeah, primal album. Primal Concrete Sledge. How they fucking have the drums and the guitar playing inverted against one another. Fuck. I like Pantera. For sure. But yeah, I mean, that's that's my list. And I got them all down. And fucking, you know what? If you need me to, I'll read it to you, you know, Annette. And y'all, you can fucking make a pick. It's cool. I got you. Okay. Good. Uh, you're gonna hate me. Uh, you're really gonna hate me, and I love it. I'm not. I, I'm really not. I'm really not because anything that you have that doesn't set to my standard, I just put it off to like you being special. It's cool, bud. I am not cute, motherfucker. But well, I didn't say you were superhuman. <laughs> but you do need to put the extra chromosome in the bag, bud. It's cool. I got out of the body in the back of the car this morning. Come on, man. But, oh, shit. But I only have a top five for this album because it's not deserve honorable mentions. You're, you're and, entitled to your terrible opinion. <sighs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. And number five is Top Jimmy. I don't remember why. Number four is Girl Gone Bad because that song is actually good and the lyrics are decent. Number three is I'll Wait. Like, I'll wait for a chance to bring a good album. <laughs> and then number two is Hot for Teacher, because it's a fucking classic, and it's fucking incredible. And number one is my favorite Van Halen song of all time. When I first heard it super bad, I was, I totally did not think that's what it was called, but I found out later what it was. And number one is, of course, Panama. Because I originally thought it was called Animal for a long time. Because that's what it sounds like a fucking saying if you hear it like, and it's not the only sound. Yeah, like, they wrote a whole they wrote a whole song about the Muppet. No, no. Well, you would love that, but no. <laughs> I don't that dude. That'd be great. Somebody did that. Like did a remix of that. Animal. Come on, that'd be that'd be pretty solid. I'm surprised they, they haven't done a Disney Plus yet, honestly. But they they I mean they may have someone may have done a fan version of that, but I don't think anybody's gonna try and buy the royalties to do that shit and make money off of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I when I, when I first heard that song it was super bad, 
during the scene where they're fucking driving the cop car around and donuts. Like I, I thought it, I thought they were fucking saying animal. Like, I, like I don't know what really disappoints me more about the words that just came out of your fucking your your whole gobber there. You're like, like Panama is a good song, but you're like, when I first heard it, watching Super Bad, like. Super bad, bro. I heard that song the first fucking time over the fucking radio doing just fucking re- just so dumb. So dumb. All the dumb shit. And yeah, you know, like you, you watched you watched people in a movie doing some stupid shit blasting Panama. I was in the passenger seat doing <laughs> stupid shit while we listened to Panama. For fuck's sake. Get a fucking role model. No, I would highly, I, I would, I would absolutely not recommend me as a role model for anything. Except I'd be a fucking donkey dick sucking asshole, but I will say that. I mean, but, technically, no, I still wouldn't, I wouldn't advise being a model around that either. I mean, that, you know, that's cruelty to animals, man. Is it, is it cruel though? I mean, yeah, I'd I, I, I'd really like to see the argument presented to the authorities as to how it wouldn't be. But, you know, I'd, I I would at least hear you out. But I'd be like, I, bro, I think this is kind of fucked up. I think Kinky Kelly and the stud would disagree with you. But you know what? They can disagree all they want at wherever they happen to be in them places where this shit's still legal. And I don't know, man, that shit's fucking crazy. But it ain't fucking this ain't Tijuana. And I ain't about that fucking shit. That is very true. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Annette, you said you lived. You said you moved up to Calgary. Uh, Calgary. Um, we're basically your version of Tijuana. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we try to stay away from animals here. You know. No. Yeah, I mean we. I mean we do too. Outside of you know like farming them and and butchering them and shit, but like you know, it was more so the the whole like. Looking at this, look at these degenerate partying sons of bitches down there over the over the imaginary line. Like you talk like we do. You you sound no different than my cousin on the other side of the line in Minnesota. Get what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) Well, folks. (laughs) We somehow have brought you three albums. I can't really explain what happened on this one, but we brought you three albums. Are we not letting? Are we not letting that? Choose what her top you wanted to pick her top five off Van Allen. Do you really I already did. I did. Oh, she did. Yeah, she's right. She did. That's my mistake. Sorry. I, I, I thought I thought I thought you wanted to repeat or something. I don't I didn't know what the fuck you're doing with that shit. No, I just you know it out for me. Sip, that's you're, all you're sipping your yeah. a little too much there, buddy. You're sipping your coy a little too much, but it's like a big belt. Yes, he is. But <laughs> <laughs> but yes folks three albums have been brought and three great albums at that well okay two great albums and one album but we'll get to that we already got to that and yeah Remind Jeremy I, 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 I keep telling you I keep telling you dude that self-worth issue of yours is never going to get better if you keep talking shit about the stuff you bring to the show that's my that's my job that's my job and even you can talk shit about power slave so ah no, I, I, I probably could, but I wouldn't be able to keep a straight face doing it. <laughs> exactly. I can keep a straight face talking shit about 1984. 
<laughs> Uncultured swine. You are, see. But, folks, make sure to come back on tomorrow, actually, for... Oh, yeah, yeah, right, tomorrow. Come back come back tomorrow for the second part of the Rolling Stone Top 500 Songs Bracket, because we're, oh, rolling, yeah. we're rolling stoned once again to make fun of Rolling Stone and how shitty their rankings are. And come back on Tuesday for another amazing episode of what's going to be a metal and a half episode compared to this one, so... I'm We're super fucking to... stoked about that one. I know you are. I know you are. And I kind of am too. So kind of. Kind of. But so we will be having some fun on that one. But we would like to thank our guest, Annette, for coming on because I wanted to get her on the show so bad. It took a little while, but we got her on finally. Right. Just happy it happened. Yeah, and it was awesome, get... you guys. That was a lot of fun. And we'll yeah, dude. Why don't you get Chansey in her show? Because I'm kind of dying to hear his playlist. So Yeah, that'd be good. I need to know. I need to know genre. I need to know. I need. I, you can't just tell me a number. You need to tell me like what you need because literally, I have. I have. I have eighteen. I, I have eighteen hundred individual songs, not even including the entire the entire albums I have saved to my like list. That I mean, you need to understand. Like we're gonna have. We're gonna have. Like okay, actually. The best, okay. It, how many? How, how many? They, they need a story behind them. Mm-hmm. You can't be like, oh, I love this song. This is no, they have to have a significant story behind them. Right? Hence why it's I picked, hence why I picked really a, you like the song. It's like, hey, this song reminds me, whatever. Dude, why do you think I brought Ass Man? Why do you think I brought Frank Sinatra? They had to have stories, yeah, have to have stories. Well. That was part of the reason why I thought you just churched it up because you were getting in front of company. All right, like I don't, I don't. When, when, when you said when you said Frank Sinatra, I was like, "What, motherfucker? <laughs> what?" Hey, 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 I did I not just pick him for our upcoming Christmas episode in December? Did I not? You need to have a story behind them, whatever that looks like to you. They have to have a story. how. So how long does it? You're bringing some guar. Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely bringing fucking guar, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> absolutely I'm bringing guar. Um, I just... Oh, for sure. I almost started to tell it, but I'm not gonna, because that's, that's something oh, no, you gotta have. It. That's something it. you want for you. Um, how long does it need to be? How long is the show, or how long... What do you the, how long how long like what's your what's your average playlist for like request for people how like many, how many songs is, is oh my god the lo- the shortest I've ever got is four songs the longest I've ever got was nine hours nine Six fucking seven. hours and somebody Six. said if you pick any ten songs in any of these I will have a story behind them and they did I couldn't believe it fair I enough was fair all, enough but I prefer you know ten. For we can we have a show, I, I, yeah. I think I gave her like maybe 17 or 16, but something like that. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. You start going down your own rabbit hole, right? You maybe you're gonna stay in the teen years, you know what I mean? So it's I have I actually have an idea of what I'm gonna do because of the fact that I have the ability because like what the story you just told, as well as like, okay, well, it's limited this. So like I'll have one where I'll be like this album. Because, like, for, for me, the album, I can't even give it away. It's not even a secret. It'd be American Head Charges the War of Art. Our you pick episode. any 
you pick any song off of that uh, off of that album, I got a story for it. Well, get your playlist together, and we'll have you on the show. Fair enough. I I'm pretty sure I sent you her email already, Chancy. So uh, it might have been a while ago, but just search her for messenger. I was gonna say you probably better re, you probably better resend that thing because I don't know I don't trust your whole okay. I sent that to you skills. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking proved that the other thing, so shut your mouth. You didn't prove. You didn't prove shit. You didn't screen share nothing. I didn't see your goddamn inbox. Your outbox. You, you think I'm screen sharing my fucking inbox? You're fucking out of your mind. Touche, touche, sir. But yes, Annette, thank you for coming on. And yes, Chancey will be on your show at some point. We'll get that set up. But That's awesome. love it. Please tell the audience where they can find your podcast, where they can find you. Just promote yourself, please. Yeah. If you um, listen to podcasts already, then it's not going to be very hard, right? You can go listen to us on every single platform over there. Just look for Music Junkies podcast. It's pretty basic, pretty easy. We have new guests every single week, Monday at 12 o'clock, new guests, week in, week out. And uh, we have some pretty incredible guests coming up. We just had Rob Bulin, who, you know, wrote Rock Me Amadeus, was on the show we have Samantha Fox coming up. I nice. have Lori coming up from the Gladiators. We have like some all over the map kind of wrestlers and all that stuff kind of coming up, which is pretty awesome too. So that's fucking awesome. Go like, yeah. subscribe, follow these guys, us, and any other, you know, we're better though. We're the best, really. Let's just put it that way. We'll see. I'll be the judge of that. Because we know collectively, all three of us, right? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I was going to be like, we know we can't trust his judgment. All right. So I'll be the judge of that. But no, yeah, if we're all in the same boat, then uh, if we're all in the same boat, somebody give me a paddle and I'll start rowing. All right. I'm, I'm cool with it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Chancey. Jesus Christ. Well, Yes, folks, go check out Music Junkies podcast and be sure to look out for one with your favorite user coming up soon. And then Chansey's down the road. But Chansey, we're going to end. Oh, no, it'll never end. It will never end. <laughs> we should actually, uh, before I go into my shameless plug, uh, we really should actually compile a whole list of shows where we do this shit and just make a whole playlist out of it and put it on the YouTube channel. Like just fucking it's called our podcast stream. They can listen to every episode. Yeah, that, yeah, that's cool. We can get them to listen to every episode, but like if you want like top ten meltdowns, top ten times where we fucking win at each other's albums, we could easily Dude, do that. If you want to listen to all our all our fucking episodes to do that, be my fucking guest. I don't have time for that. <laughs> just give me a list. Give me a list, man. Give me a list. That's all I need. I don't have <laughs> I don't know what fucking my stuff. Dude, just go with the fucking pick, start picking up. Start listening to them. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so first off, the world's most uneventful, uh, you know, search in history continues. If you can find me on Facebook, that's my actual first name. Um, on Instagram and TikTok, it is the Red Eye Roundtable. On uh, X, it is uh, Red Eye Table. Obviously, you can find me here in this glorious circle of hell that has yet to be numbered. They haven't yet reached us yet. We're cool. It's good. We got we got we got Doritos and donuts. We're good. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, 
I'm fucking, I'm all over the place, dude. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm like a bad cold. I get shared by everyone, and you just can't fucking find a cure for me. Sorry, Casey. <laughs> but yes, be sure to find Chancey in the void as well. He's always around there, in the red somewhere. But yeah, I was, I, I, that's why I said Circle of Hell, because like, yeah, everybody knows they can find me in the void. It's really getting crowded. It's not much of a void anymore. It has turned into the word. A void, like a void. Get the fuck out of here. Exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a terrible. I'm a terrible self promoter. Terrible? Yes, you are terrible. But uh, yes, I am. You can, you can find both of us on the uncensored, unapologetic, and untamed UQ podcast part of the Facebook group. You can find us on XX Baby and the Gram as that juggalo bastard and. Hickey Talkie as that Juggle Investor podcast. And of course, you could find both of us on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings or streaming live on Blind Knowledge Network on YouTube because all knowledge was blind until Chancey gets the fucking support he needs. Come on, people, start donating. Jesus, he needs help, people. He needs help. You're not wrong. <laughs> and, and we will be talking about more about help tomorrow on, on tomorrow's bracket. Until then, have a good night. And thank you, Annette, once more for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, you guys. Thank you.